0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
0: Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada, We have a tremendous, soft spoken, effective leader in the Polish American community, Polonia, in western New York. He does so much for so many people. And I'd like to mention he has a wonderful mother, Helena, who has done so much, so the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Uh, She also, for years, was a very uh, quiet, effective, strong leader. Working with Mr. Durevich years ago when we had telethons that raised a million dollars for Poland, she was there giving her suggestions, licking envelopes, putting stamps on envelopes, and helping us to raise a million dollars. She got uh, dozens of organizations and dozens of Polish women to be involved. A little bit more information on Andy Golombiewski. He was born on the Polish east side of Buffalo in Transfiguration Parish. His parents immigrated to the United States after World War II. His father, Andrzej, was a POW in a camp in Germany. His mother, Helena, who I described, survived both the Soviet and German invasions of her village in eastern Poland. The area of Poland she was from was also targeted by Ukrainian ultra-nationalists who massacred thousands of Polish citizens during the war. Her village was one of the few in the region that was untouched, but her relatives in other villages were not so lucky. And um, Andy's a great worker for the Polish community. He's been a foundation of the Polish-American Congress, working very closely with James Lawicki, who is the president, and they, they are, as partners, boost people, they help people and uh, the very constructive leaders of Polonia in Western New York. First of all, you earned business as a video producer, a videographer, and I think as a translator. Tell us what you do in these different roles. Andy golombowski
1: I am, Brian. Thank you very much. First of all, it's an honor to be on your show, which uh, reaches so many people for so many years. I've been interested in people's stories for a really long time. Uh, as a kid, I would just look out the window Watch the world go by, observing things. And I especially loved older people's stories. What I began to focus on were the stories of my parents' generation, those who survived World War II and came to this country, sought refuge, and were welcomed by the great country of the United States of America. So I've been documenting their stories. It's important to note that they are Polish non-Jewish people, uh, survivors of world war ii the jewish story has been beautifully and righteously been told but the uh, non-jewish story has been kept quiet that's the one missing piece of the puzzle that i and other descendants are trying to place into the puzzle Uh, the stories are are unbelievable and uh, it's important for us as a second generation or first generation here to document those stories and to disseminate them, share them with with our neighbors in the United States, just like all other groups, too.
0: Well, you know, that's interesting. You mentioned that the former national president of the Polish-American Congress, Edward Moscow, was very sympathetic. To What he said were about 3 million Jews who died in World War II, tragically, with the evil of Adolf Hitler, but he said also there were about 3 million Christians Mm -hmm. who died, and he said it's important that we salute the great Jewish heroes, but it's also important we salute the great Polish heroes. You mentioned a little bit uh, uh, in your biography about your mother and the suffering that your parents went through Mm -hmm. in World War II. If it's not too painful, Mm -hmm. could you tell what they went through and how it may have strengthened you as a Polish-American?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. My mom readily tells stories. She was a child uh, of seven in 1939 when first the Soviets invaded uh, her village, which very few people know about. Stalin and Hitler were in a pact to, to invade Poland, carve it up. And so her village being on the eastern border was invaded by the Soviets. And then later the Germans came in. Um, my mom readily tells the stories. My father did not. I think it was much too painful for a father to perhaps break down potentially in front of his sons. And so he was very mum about what he went through in the prisoner of war camp. But he was hungry his whole life. His father was a prisoner of war in World War One, as a member of the Austrian army before Poland uh, gained independence. So my mom remembers vividly what the weather was, what the colors were, the smells of when the Soviets first marched into her village. And then she remembers the Germans coming in. She remembers... Uh, the uh, railroad being bombed by the underground to stop the Germans. She she survived a German bombing of her village. They were bombing the railroad station. They went into a, a shelter that her grandfather, who was a carpenter, had built. And at the last minute, her grandmother got a strange feeling and said, we need to leave this shelter. And they did. Mm -hmm. and the bomb fell right on the shelter. And years and years later, my uncle went to visit that village, which is in Ukraine now, and he looked into a pond, which is where that bomb hit, and said, I could be looking into my grave right now. My mom also remembers having a very close Jewish friend that my grandfather had. When they'd go to church in the neighboring town, they always left their wagon uh, in his yard. He was a, 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 had a store with fabrics. They mm-hmm. shopped with him very frequently. And when the Germans were rounding up the ghetto in uh, Rokitno, which was the name of the city, they put the family on the trains, and the parents shoved the kids out of the rail car and said, follow the railroad tracks to Rychkovsky's house, which was my grandfather's name and they followed it and in the morning they arrived and my grandparents hid them in the barn. Someone had noticed, someone who was cooperating with the Germans, and told them that there are Jewish kids there. Mm -hmm. Germans showed up. My grandmother, a very silent, brave woman, refused to give them up. Mm -hmm. She also sent my uncle and my mom to play in the hay in uh, in the barn to confuse the German shepherds, and so they never found the kids, uh, but they said, "We know they're in here." They burned the barn, and they said, "We're going to come back if we, if we find them, we're going to kill all of you." So my grandfather took the two kids into the forest to hand them over to the partisans for them to take care of them. The partisans didn't want them. They said, "We barely have anything to eat. How are we going to deal with these two little kids?" And finally, he implored. Uh, Them to to take the kids. Uh, I don't know the fate exactly. I did hear Some news I don't know how accurate is that the parents actually survived the children did not so there are many many stories like this that Mm -hmm. Both my parents and their generation have that that we want to document They're important to tell the world. We only heard them in our living rooms and in the Polish language They're missing in the mainstream publications and movies
0: well it's great that you can uh, talk about it I know my mother and father were in Warsaw when it was leveled, and my father could talk about my mother couldn't Mm -hmm. it was too emotional because half her family were killed in World War II so thank you for sharing that I'm sure it's given you inspiration and hope Uh, thank goodness your mother left that location or she would have perished
1: Right. And, you you know, what you say about inspiration, you know, Brian, whenever I'm having a tough day or a a pain somewhere in in my body, I stop and think and say, what did my parents go through? You know, Mm -hmm. what did their generation go to in sub zero temperatures in the forests of, of Siberia where they had been deported by the Soviets? I said, this is nothing compared to what they they survived or didn't survive.
0: We're learning a great deal from one of the top leaders of the Polish-American community in Western New York. If you're listening in Montreal, Buffalo, or Washington, D.C., drop us a note. Please write to Brian Ross, Care of the Rusk Report, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from Canadian and European listeners as this station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. Little plug here, ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. And this uh, next plug is dear to Andy Golombiowski because he reads the AMPOL Legal all the time. Absolutely and West Yorkers love their traditions, and the AMPOL Legal has been writing about Polish American traditions and events for over fifty years. News and features from a Polish American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the AMPOL Legal. The AMPOL Legal is available at many tops and Wegman stores for home delivery call 716-835-9454 that's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guest uh, Sheriff Tim Howard and a man who our guest likes Mickey Kearns who is on the program and General Jacques Klein uh, coming up, we'll have NASA astronaut Bill Gregory, who's a native of Lockport, New York, will be taping him remotely, and Representative Mike Galvin from Wisconsin. A little bit more information about Andy Golombiewski. His father, Andrzej, was in the Polish Army when he was captured by the Germans. He survived imprisonment and immigrated to Buffalo in 1952. Andy Golombiewski was raised in a home full of love toward Poland and the United States. His mother, who we talked about earlier, Helena, was involved in numerous Polonian organizations and helped uh, with Poland on many occasions. His mother, Helena, taught at and was principal of the Peter J. Adamski Polish Saturday School for many years. He comes from a very fine family. We're happy to have him with us on the Rusk report on ESPN AM 1520. Now you completed a film for the Sisters of St. Francis at Stella, Niagara. Tell us about this film, Andy Golombiovsky.
1: The Sisters of St. Francis uh, at a place called Stella Niagara, which is a beautiful place north just north of Niagara Falls, New York. If anyone has a chance to visit there, It is a very picturesque place on the lower Niagara River. If you're not from this area, the Niagara River connects Lake Erie with Lake Ontario. And based on my work with Daybreak TV Productions with the Diocese of Buffalo, the sisters there had asked me to make a film, a half-hour film, outlining their history that they could show to their students. They also run Sacred Heart Academy in Buffalo, so that the young women could know their legacy. Stella Niagara was started by sisters from Germany who came over across a stormy ocean and ended up educating many, many uh, young women and men uh, in the area. We used an actress. We had reenactments. um, We showed the the beauty of, of the area, but also the very dramatic story of, of the foundress, uh, Sister Leonarda. So that was uh, quite an accomplishment and very satisfied that we could, we could make a film for them that will work for generations.
0: Very good. Sounds like a wonderful uh, production. Now let's talk about the uh, video series that you're working on now regarding Father Cheslov Krissa about Polish Easter traditions. Right. Let's talk about that.
1: Father Czeslaw Krza, who is a um, priest serving in Buffalo at St. Casimir Parish, is a master Easter egg decorator. He's certified in that, and he is an unbelievable expert in traditions, specifically Polish Easter and Christmas traditions. He's written two books on the topic, And speaking one evening, we said, you know, we used to say if it's not on paper, it doesn't exist. And these days, Brian, I think if it's not on video, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So we said, why not make videos available on YouTube that will be available 24-7 for anyone who wants to learn about the traditions of what goes into your Easter basket for blessing, how to decorate Easter eggs. But it's not just a craft how-to. There are stories behind it and the meanings behind all the symbolism in all those things. So that's a, a multi-part series that we're continuing. How to make polar sausage for Easter is on there. Uh, how to make how to weave palms and you can find that on the St Casimir Buffalo YouTube channel. Uh, that's a very exciting project and Father Chris has done many, many workshops. You know at a workshop you may get 15, 20 people and it's a one-time hit. But mm-hmm. these are tutorials that are available 365 days a week and, and all, all night. So uh, that's, that's something that's, that's very effective. And they're getting thousands and thousands of views right now. Wonderful. So those are the types of things I like to be involved in. Non-fiction, fiction, I'm able to, to do anything and meet anyone's needs for video.
0: Well, you love your Polish community, and I'm sure your parents uh, put this importance of Polonia into your heart. And one thing that was very moving on your biography, it's a quote, um, and uh, Andy attributes his achievements to those who came before him, uh, saying, I am grateful to my parents and grandparents for instilling in me a love of God and of the Polish culture along with the importance of passing it on to future generations and sharing it with others. I am also thankful to the countless individuals who have helped me in all worthwhile endeavors I've been involved in the community. Let's talk about this love of God, love of Polish culture. Andy Gelombierowski.
1: Brian, I don't believe there is anything um, like a self-made man. There is much effort that we should put into Uh, achieving what we dream for or or helping other people Mm -hmm. but we stand if we have any achievements we stand on the shoulders of others and if we have any talents I'm a firm believer that they come up from above they come uh, up from above through genetics and everything else comes from our parents our grandparents and those around us I mean there's no way that if i achieved anything or have any talents whether it's in the polish language or able to make videos or organizing events i mean my mom organized hundreds of events and i, I think i have a certain talent for that but it came from her it just didn't i didn't just make it up so that's that's my philosophy
0: and uh andy's mother helena helped when there were problems with uh children needing eye surgery in poland with a site for poland drive she helped for shoes for Poland, when mm-hmm. the communists weren't allowing little children to have shoes, she helped with that. And the telephones for food and medicine for Poland. She went to every meeting, uh, helping with Mr. Durewicz to make this a big success. So she's a wonderful, wonderful person. Andy Golombiewski's mother, Helena. Let's talk about this Polish legacy project of World War II. Um, sharing stories of elders with the community at large. What is that all about, Andy Golombiewski?
1: The Polish Legacy Project was created by descendants of Polish World War II survivors, most of whom settled in Buffalo. But the same stories can be found in places like Montreal, like Toronto, like Chicago, like Detroit, where displaced persons ended up after World War II. And as I said earlier... These are stories that were hidden in our living rooms and hidden in a foreign language. Our charge, the charge that our responsibility we feel is to capture these stories and share them with the world as stories of inspiration and also in a way to honor uh, not only our parents who survived, but those who did not survive. It's very important for for people to know and gain inspiration from, from stories like that, you know, and it's very important right now. You can say, okay, everyone knows about the Holocaust. Well, guess what? There was a study conducted in Florida. Simultaneously, the same study was conducted in England. Less than 50% of the respondents could identify what the word Auschwitz means. So in the context of a plethora of films, books plays curricula in schools the knowledge is still unbelievably low and so it's our responsibility because most of our parents are gone it's our responsibility as the first people who heard these stories uh, coming out of Europe to collect them and disseminate them and keep that memory alive and those holocausts are happening you know all over the world right now we know that
0: very important information I've been to Auschwitz about 10 times and uh, it's uh, so moving and so emotional and terrifying to see a man's inhumanity to man it uh, it's very depressing but I keep going back because there are crazy people in the world who say it never took place Mm -hmm. that's why it's very good they preserve this uh, symbol of the evil of the Nazis if you just tuned in, you're listening to the Rusk Report. We have prominent Polish-American leader in western New York State, An- Andy Golombiewski, who's done so much for so many people in a very quiet yet effective way with the Polonia of western New York. If you're listening in Cheektowaga or Toronto or northern Florida, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. A little bit more information about Andy Golombiewski. He was raised in a home full of love toward Poland and the United States. Fluent in Polish, Andy Golombiewski is a professional translator and interpreter. He works both in the New York State court system as well as for anyone who needs his service as a translator and interpreter. He's also a video producer and videographer he works for WNED and WBFO as well as for other clients. He's worked as a photojournalist for WGRZ TV2 and as a videographer and editor at Daybreak TV Productions of the Diocese of Buffalo. He recently completed a film for the Sisters of St. Francis at Stella Niagara and is working on a video series with Father Cheslaw Krzysa about Polish Easter traditions. Now, you've been to Poland over 20 times visiting family and you've been there professionally what is your outcome what is the feeling you got from all these visits what did you learn
1: The first time I went to Poland was in 1965 I was five years old and it was a Poland that probably most Americans think of if they think of Poland at all as a gray place Going to Poland now is an unbelievable experience. It used to be the old country. And in some people's minds, it still is the old country. But believe me, folks, it is a new country in so many ways. Even technologically, my cousins are way ahead of of us with the cell phones they have and everything they use. And the image of Poland is changing. I urge everyone that's listening to visit Poland. It's a very safe country. It's much safer than many American cities. Um, It's a country of history, of hospitality. The Polish hospitality is something that Poles pride themselves on. They're humble people, but believe me, their hospitality... You will not see at a party a plastic fork or a a paper plate. Everything is top-notch, and especially for guests. And if you have any ancestry in Poland... Do your research before you go, and when you visit those families who've been waiting for you for over 50, 70, 80 years, they may have one photo of your grandfather or you as a baby and that they've been holding on to, wondering where are these people, why haven't they reached out? I tell you, the the payback, it will be a a complete life's experience. A friend of mine whose uh, daughter is half Ukrainian, half German ancestry, went to Poland. She posts on her Facebook page, I've only been here a few hours and I never want to leave. That's the Poland of today, Brian. And you know this because you've seen the changes over all the trips yeah. you've made. Uh, it's trip of a lifetime, whether you're Polish or not Polish.
0: Yes, yeah, the Polish people are filled with, with love. Um, let's go back to uh, your early part of your career where you worked as a Polish language radio announcer with Stan Yashinsky, who was a great legend in broadcasting. Tell us, what was it l- like working with Stan Yashinsky?
1: I was very privileged to be able to work for Stan Yashinsky, who, who really is a radio legend uh, in Buffalo. He came from Detroit originally, uh, not just in the polka world, but in the Polish radio uh, world. He had programs in Polish and in English, um, even on 1520 for a while, uh, on a number of, uh, of stations, a pioneer in broadcasting in many ways, started out, uh, uh, very early. I did the news in Polish for him. I researched it and, and delivered it, but I learned so much from this man. He would not read any copy. He'd ad lib every single spot that came. He'd just have a couple points, you know, how much the, uh, the meatloaf would be at Redlinsky's this week. And then he'd just weave a story. Uh, so, pacing, delivery, all of that that carries a message to the listener, uh, I learned a lot from, from Stan Jasinski.
0: Very gifted man, and as you said, a pioneer in uh, broadcasting. We have a minute uh, left on the Rusk report. Let's talk about your future goals and hopes for Polonia in Western New York. Andy Golombiowski.
1: Two most important things, I think, are documenting uh, our people's stories, documenting the, um, our traditions and values and passing them on to others, and getting people to Poland. I, I've worked in so many organizations and so many campaigns trying to get people to join organizations. I think the most important thing right now is getting people to visit Poland. Most people these days don't want to join organizations. They want experiences. Very
0: good. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We learned a great deal from one of the hardest workers for the Polonia of West New York, a very bright, dedicated, conscientious leader of the Polish-American community, Andy Golombiewski. And again, we'd like to salute his mother, who's given so much in the last 50 years towards the Polish-American community. Again, any thoughts or comments, drop us a note to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio. 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us as one of the greatest leaders of the Polish community in West New York, Andy Golombiewski. Have a great week.
1: you've been listening to the rusk report a program that takes an inside look at the western new york community with news features and special guests if you have any comments or suggestions please write to brian rusk 500 corporate parkway suite 200 amherst new york 14226
0: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours